Welcome to Loosen Up Your Painting podcast, the podcast for creatives making their art and making a difference to their lives and the world. We discuss how to improve your art, your lifestyle and grow your creative business. I'm your host Malcolm Dewey from MalcolmDeweyFineArt.com and let's begin. How to Loosen Up Your Painting, new episode, and it's great to be talking to you again, and now I'm going to be discussing a subject that is really important, I think, to most artists, if not all of us, something we struggle with, especially painters, but there's overlaps with other creative activities as well, and that is overworking your art. I'm going to mostly be talking, of course, about painting, but it may apply to other art forms as well. If you simply are going too far with something or overstating something, it may affect any type of creativity you are doing. Now, before I jump right in, I want to just mention my newly updated course called How to Loosen Up Your Painting. This is one of my flagship painting courses applies to any painting medium or mostly opaque mediums like oils, acrylics and gouache, also pastels I guess. And the course is all about, as the name suggests, loosening up your painting, breaking away from a tight painting that may be frustrating you. And I go through various techniques and there are plenty of full-length demonstrations to illustrate it all. And there's everything from landscapes and I'm even working on some portraits as well that you can work in. So a lot of what I'm talking about today is relevant to how to loosen up your painting. So that is why I've mentioned the course. If you're interested in that, you can find out more on my painting courses page on my website at malcolmdeweyfineart.com. But now back into the main topic and that is how to avoid overworking your painting. This is also closely related to the other question of when is a painting complete? Some would suggest a painting is done when your uh, partner hits you over the head and tells you to stop painting. It's already complete and now you're busy ruining it. But that's just one of the things we have to struggle with as artists. So I'm going to discuss a few tips and tricks that I like to use and that I teach to my art students as well. And these should be able to help you to solve this problem or at least give you a few techniques you can apply when you want to retain that fresh look in your painting and don't want to lose that spontaneous feel. So now as a starting point, let's remember that overworking a painting is something that you are going to do. We've all done it and There will be times, even when you are an experienced painter, you're going to overdo a painting. You should be more alive to that and perhaps head it off before it goes too far or recognize the, um, I would say, the little traps that draw you in and you overdo something or you overstate the painting. But the point is, it's something we've all got to deal with. 
uh, are those times when you push on just a bit too far and you end up with a painting that doesn't have that spark or that idea that you were planning. Or maybe you weren't planning and that is the problem. Do some planning. I think as a general statement that is relevant for any creative activity. All too often beginners and sometimes a few of us experienced artists, we jump right into a painting because maybe we have a very nice reference photo or you've got a dramatic scene in front of you and you just get going with your painting. But maybe a little bit of planning beforehand will turn that pretty scene into a great painting. To create a painting from your photograph or your plein air scene, you need a little bit of planning. This could involve doing a few no-tan sketches, a few thumbnail studies, perhaps in color as well, just to iron out those kinks and to develop that idea a little further. I don't mean long, boring, protracted planning sessions. That's not for us, I don't think. We want to get painting, of course, but take the time and I would say up to 30 minutes at most. Do your planning. Sketch it out, try different formats, work out the light and dark pattern, that all-important shadow pattern, for instance, in a landscape. Resolve some of the colors by just doing a very big brushed little study. That makes sense. A thumbnail study, but with a big brush, just with colors. Once you've done that, you'll also be able to figure out a specific goal. This is important. The number one thing you want to achieve with that painting. What is the one thing that you cannot do without in that painting? Know what it is. Very often it may simply be the play of light on a particular object. Trees, animals, just that certain kind of light that you want to get. Maybe it's that sunrise, sunset, golden hour light. It would be a real pity if you turned out a painting that was all cool, cold colors and wondered why the hell it went wrong. It went wrong because you weren't focused on getting that one thing right. That is the warm color. So by having that one thing you need to get right, you can plan your painting around that. Think about your colors that you need. Another planning topic is composition. Now composition is so important. I'm going to mention it here, even though it's not really the nub of this topic. But if you do get that composition worked out in your planning stage, you're going to win a big battle already. Composition is just so crucial. Now, another general statement that I think is so important and often overlooked. Teachers focus on techniques, but we're missing one important thing that applies to every single artist. And that is you have got to have fun with your painting. If you're not having fun, there's no point. I find so many artists struggling with this. They get so caught up in the painting, not through the joy of painting or an engagement of being in a flow state of creativity, but rather they are hell bent on making this painting work. And they get that white knuckled thing going on there, clutching the brush, stabbing at the canvas and getting wound up about it. Overthinking the end result. What's it going to be like? Is it going to be good enough? 
all that sort of negative thinking. But if you approach the painting with a sense of fun and with a light spirit, just relaxing into it and getting into a flow, a kind of meditative state of happy creativity, well, then things have a much better chance of succeeding. So whether it's just about you applying the paint and enjoying that experience, you're going to get a much better painting just for that. And of course, one that is unlikely to be overworked. Overworking is often a symptom of uncertainty. Self-doubt perhaps, or trying to impress someone else and not painting for yourself. Another state of mind issue is working with a light touch. This simply means not trying to force anything. It means relaxing physically, mentally, and feeling the paint do the work. Let there be a communication between the brush, the canvas, and the medium that you're using. This means being present, right? Being present in the moment. Taking notice of what the brush is doing. How much pressure are you applying to the canvas? You shouldn't be forcing the brush. It should be light in your hand and lightly apply it to the canvas. Look at the paint that you put down. What does it look like? Is it a nice fluid and buttery stroke with lots of texture? What I like to call those juicy paint notes. Or is it perhaps looking over blended or forced? Or digging into the wet layers of paint, turning it into mud? So keep a light touch and you'll have better results with the paint itself. Those clean color notes will happen and you won't get into creating an awful mess mixing paint that shouldn't be mixed at all. Now, if you've done your planning and you've got into that flow state of creativity and you're not being too hard on yourself and you're just moving with a gentle approach, there's really just two questions that you need to be asking. Is the color I'm using warm or cool enough or is it light or dark enough? Those are the only two questions that you can ask yourself as you paint. Just get that objective and that goal and now the painting is almost taking care of itself. Another tip that I can give is sometimes you just need to give yourself a bit of time and space. If you get lost with your painting and it's not working out, let it rest overnight, come back the next day and look at it with fresh eyes. I find this is a great way to cure many problems because your mind is always looking for a solution. It does need a bit of time and a good night's rest is a great way to let your mind just work through the troubles and solve the problems. I don't like to leave a painting for so long that it dries out completely. Now this is not really a, an option for acrylics or gouache painters, but for oil painters, Coming back to a fully dried painting almost means you've got to start the whole thing from scratch. And I like to work wet over wet. So that is a preference. It doesn't apply to everyone, of course. You decide. But what if you come back the next day and the painting is looking terrible? Just irredeemable. Everything about it is awful. Well, if that is the case, perhaps just scrape everything off. I've done that before and then 
I get going because I know exactly what needs to be done to fix everything. So I start from the beginning. But other times it's just a part of the painting or a tweak to fix something up. In that case I usually just paint wet over wet. Alternatively you can scrape the offending portion off and redo that. Personally I like the wet over wet approach because I'm working with quite thick paint and it's easier to layer that thicker paint over the part I don't like. Now here are some specific tips that I get into in some detail in my course How to Loosen Up Your Painting. And I think the first big tip I have for keeping your painting loose and fresh is use a bigger brush. Big brushes create big shapes and they don't get caught up with little details. This is going to help you avoid overworking the painting. Don't get into those tiny brushes and ruin all those lovely big shapes that you've been painting. Another great tip I can suggest is paint on a smaller surface. A smaller painting surface with a bigger brush, well, you can already see how that's going to give you less opportunity to fiddle with lots of details. Details really don't help you. What you are painting is shapes of light and dark and warm and cool color. That's what you need to think about and rather get it in as a bigger statement with a big brush on a small surface. After all, this is about learning and practicing and working through maybe some bad habits that need to be kicked off. And this is one way to do it. As you grow in confidence with big brushes and big shapes, you'll start painting on bigger painting surfaces and you'll be able to translate the scene into those bigger shapes and keep it loose. Another tip is work a little quicker. I like to work a smaller painting in about 40 minutes to an hour, but that may not be possible for you. If you're starting out, you may need to take an hour or two or perhaps even more. But I would say take the opportunity to just test yourself. You may find that you actually do know what to do and working in a quicker time frame is going to help you get those solutions a lot more intuitively. So drop your painting time by perhaps half an hour and see what happens. This will give you more confidence and more intuitive painting ability. Now my favorite tip is of course to use lots of juicy paint. I want a painting to look kind of luxurious or even generous in appearance. It's a case of being able to see the paint. See that it is a painting made up of brush strokes. And of course texture. The texture you get from the paint using a bristle brush looks great. Well, in my opinion anyway. And I want to look up close at a painting. Not just from far away, but up close and see that abstract shape and that texture. A final quick tip is the edges of your shapes. Not every shape must be crisp edged. If every shape is crisp edged, it's very likely the painting is going to look tight and overworked, perhaps lifeless even, and something where the shapes look like they've just been stuck on. You don't want that. Pick some things that are not that important in the painting and give them softer edges. 
Soft ages also help to suggest volume or even the nature of that object. Perhaps a tree will have a softer edge to it because it's made up of leaves and they're moving around and the light softens them up as well. So don't paint it all with a hard crisp edge. You may also suggest lightness and airiness or an atmospheric feel to the painting by varying the edges. Your focal point can have the hardest edge, but everywhere else will be softer and even some will be diffused and you'll get that sort of lost and found look that is so great in landscape paintings. So these are just a few good tips and if you try them you will see a difference. And as I said I cover this in a lot of detail with examples in demonstration paintings in my course How to Loosen Up Your Painting. So if you have a look for that on my website at malcolmdeweyfineart.com you can see what's on offer there. Now the next painting you start do a little bit of painting and have a lot of fun. Ease into it without pressure and enjoy the fantastic opportunity you have to create something beautiful without any stress. If that sounds good, then I encourage you to start painting as soon as possible. All right, that is really it for this podcast today. Remember to share this podcast if you can. I'd love more people to obviously listen to it and subscribe to the channel as well through whatever preferred channel you like to listen to your podcast and drop by my website get in touch let me know about your painting experience and if you got any questions send them on to me as well all right until we meet again have a great time enjoy your painting or whatever creative activities you're getting involved in and uh, we will talk again in the next podcast cheers for now now speaking of creativity and putting that into practice to produce great work why don't you consider joining my artist live channel it's created specifically with the intention of keeping you working on a regular basis with your painting inspiring you with new topics and subjects create your own version of each month's painting. We explore different topics each month and there's a lesson attached to it where I do a demonstration and then you can have a go and produce your own painting. Send in the finished product for a critique and engage with other members in your channel as well through the private community and share your work, give tips and encouragement to each other. It's a great way to meet other artists and also stay in tune with your creativity and producing work on a regular basis, which helps you improve and get more fun out of your painting. So that sounds good. Have a look for the Artist Life channel. You can find it on my website and painting school at malcolmdeweyfineart.com or just send me an email and I will help you enroll and get you painting. Enjoy some quality painting together. Mm -hmm.